it myself Suddenly I'm up on top of the world It should have been somebody else Believe it or not I'm walking on air I never thought I could feel so free Flying away on a wing and a friend Welcome back to our podcast New Persuasive Words I'm Scott Jones And um, Scott, it's interesting to me that um, you've done a little research on the uh, overwhelming amount of superhero movies that are not only showing, but are going to be seen, going to be made. Absolutely. I, I remember Howard Stern after the Mary Poppins movie came out saying, why do they make movies like this? They should just only make comic book superhero movies if they want to make money. Every one of them makes money. Every one of them. And we all love seeing them. And I thought there is something interesting about that, that they do all seem to make money. And we were just talking before we started recording about a list I found. Between now and 2020, there are 30 superhero films coming out or sequels to superhero films. For instance... I think in 2017, there's already a sequel to the Fantastic Four film that's being released this Friday. So in other words, you're saying that I'm not going to really want to go to the movies for the next five years. Probably. It's a good, there's a very good chance that this is not your five years of cinematic options. See, I'm, I'm maybe the exception to the rule. Now, occasionally. I mean, I like the Batman. On many things. On many things. <laughs> like occasionally, I like the Batman. I like, I've liked all the Batman movies. I think I've actually seen all of the Batman movies. You're talking all the way back to Michael Keaton. Too, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. All right. The first one, I thought the first Michael Keaton film, that was a, who was it? a Tim Burton film, right? Was that another Yeah. Yeah. The, I think he might have done the first two. I thought that was so incredibly creative because they had the kind of combination, right, of the the comic book and the TV show, elements from both. Right. And yet you also couldn't totally tell what era it was set in. Right, right. I, I just thought cinematically there was so much about that. I thought Michael Keaton was such a great... No, I think he's a great actor too. And on a future episode, we're going to talk about Birdman. I'm yes, we're going to talk about that because I, I love that film. I do too. Uh, but it's interesting when the, the Batman character, and, and, and again, you know, the difference between Jack Nicholson playing the Joker uh, and... Heath Ledger, tragically, in his last role. Two very different kinds of jokers. And I, it'd be interesting to just talk about the cultural analysis of, yeah. know, of why, in, in the context of what was going on in the world, we get those two very different kinds of jokers. I mean, they're both, they're both yeah. uh, uh, sadists, they're both killers, but very, very, very different. There wasn't really anything funny about Heath Ledger's joker. No, and the nihilism in that joker was what made him so it just terrifying. I mean, this kind of, there's this force out there that's just indifferent to money, power. I mean, he just really, I love that, that, that one scene, which was all improv, by the way, with him and, and Adam Eckert in the second one, The Dark Knight, where Eckert, his, the Two-Face character, has his face half blown off. Right. And where Heath Ledger's like, I'm not a planner or a schemer. I don't make schemes. That whole thing, that, that, that really creepy, that was all ad-lib. 
that they were just like in method acting for like all morning. Like they just, you know, like were kind of in character all morning, just kind of hanging out silently, being weird. And then they started rolling and that just came out. Yeah, I mean, in, in that particular one, I mean, it definitely, the Joker is very much the shadow side of Batman. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very clear. Now, <clears throat> I don't think we have anything that deep going on in most of these other superhero movies. A lot of them are kind of like buddy buddy movies. And it's almost like, it's a little bit like Star Wars. What worked about Star Wars was the formula. It was a cowboy movie. Uh, right. <laughs> it was a cowboy movie in space. Yeah, and I mean, in some levels, even the Fantastic Four, you know, you've got these kind of, uh, the villains are coming, and you've got this assorted group of people who are very different, like each other, don't like each other, but to come together uh, to fight, you know, to fight the, the villains. It's almost like the Magnificent Seven, uh, but not, for me, not nearly as well made. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I think the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy... Yeah, is exceptional. And one of the things that I think makes it exceptional is you really wonder uh, which is the secret identity and which is the real person. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was a, a wonderful psychological trail, very well acted, very well written and directed. And, and I, I've, it made me think. I found it, yes, I, I agree. That, was, that to me is an exception to the rule of, uh, of these superhero films. No, it's funny because he did, he did the last... Superman, the Man of Steel, right. when Henry Cavill was the, was Superman. He did... He, now, you could see it was a darker, better Superman right. than I've ever seen. Right. Like, the one... The recent remake before that, it was weird because... I forget the actor's name, but he was kind of doing, like, Christopher Reeve. I mean, like, he was, he was like, yeah. doing Christopher Reeve doing Superman, which is just... It was weird and, like, kind of cheesy... I felt bad for um, Kevin Spacey because I thought he's a really good Luthor who doesn't have an opposite. Right. Like right. with Gene Hackman and Christopher Reeve, it kind of worked, even though those movies weren't as good. Although right. Superman 2 was great with, with General Zod. And that's a, I love that fight scene in New York. Those right. are great. But, but it's funny. I just – I still didn't find it – I didn't find Superman – it wasn't a bad film, but I didn't find Superman – much more compelling. Well, it's interesting, yeah, and a lot of people, particularly Christians and religious folks, uh, because of the definite kind of at least savior kind of themes, uh, whether it's Moses or whether it's a Christ figure. Yeah, there was a lot of written about that movie as a uh, as a, a type of you know a type of Christ story. But I, I'm with you. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't the, the, after I felt, the person I felt most compelling in that. Film was actually Kevin Costner as his dad. Uh, I thought Kevin Costner was a much more a figure I could feel much more in the film. It's, just, right. it's an, a really interesting dad who has this dilemma of this special son, and what do you do with him? And how do you how do you kind of deal with this and know he's here for some kind of per like? I thought his struggle existentially was way more interesting so, than Superman. So uh, an homage to Joseph. Yeah, yeah, it is a kind of yeah. I mean, it's a really yeah. it, it in a in a way that no, they tried to do some things with a sort of lost sense of identity and wander, but it just doesn't it doesn't work. This is why Spider Man is a, is a great character to make a film about because right, he's got kind of funky superpowers, but he can't. He's not invulnerable. He can get shot. He can get beat up. He's strong, fast, but he's nerdy. 
He never has any money. He's always got girl problems. When he does the right thing, he always he gets blamed. Like right. he gets villainized half the time. He saves the world, but he misses. He's late for a date, and the other guy gets the girl. And you're just like, this is what life was like. Even, right. Wow. Maybe if I got superpowers, my life wouldn't change that much. <laughs> maybe, yeah. it, it just gotta, maybe it'd get worse. Like, it's hard to imagine how Superman – you have to get really contorted storylines to make Superman's life seem hard. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Yeah, I mean, do you think, okay, are we trying to read too much into this? Or is this proliferation of superhero movies – uh, just because of the advanced technology can really give you a rush in the movie theater. They make money, and that's all there is to the story? I think they make money. I think it's we can see our childhood heroes in, real, in more realistic visual depictions, at least. CGI is just amazing. And so you can – these things that were fantasy storylines actually – they, they look breathtaking and cool and believable and interesting. It's as believable as it can look when it's a superhero film. So I think that's some of it. I think some of it is probably marketing too because you have – so there are people who uh, don't have – like, okay, people that take the Star Trek films, the past two Star Trek films, which I thought were excellent. I thought both of them were excellent. And I'm a Trekkie. I, like, I, I, I've seen all the films. If you turn Wrath of Khan down, I can say all the lines. But I can't. I can't. Um, if so, I think if from a filmmaker's perspective, there's already a built-in group of fans that want to see this, and then there's a group of fans that's that go just because of the hype and go and become fans of the franchise. So I think you've got like a built-in like there's people like me that will see just because I was huge in the comic books as a kid. I'll see just about any superhero film. And then maybe I'll drag a friend who's not into it, and they might catch my enthusiasm. So I think on just a marketing thing, there's that. But then also I think there's something about us that – it's fun to imagine being a superhero. I used to do this thing with students as an icebreaker in college classrooms. I'd ask them, like, give me your name, you know, what – your major, what class you're in, and what superpower you would have if – if you could, have, and you can, my my caveat though is you can only have one. You can't be like Superman who has heat. You could have heat vision or flying or super strength. You couldn't have all. You can only pick one. And we get into interesting discussions because some people would want the ability to travel anywhere, like just teleport anywhere. And these are people that probably want to see the world, want to see it now, and kind of have a desire for variety and and adventure. Some people would say things like invisibility because they want to spy on people and they want to know that, you know, like uh, some people uh, would say like being able to read minds. And that's where I usually stop them because I think that's like one of the darker ones, right? Because, well, you know, we both have been parish pastors. So, I mean, at some levels, we end up being invisible and hearing stuff <laughs> and hearing people's, uh, you know, not necessarily reading their mind, but people tell us their mind. And I just would like to say, having known a lot of things, I don't want either of those secrets. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, to the reading, my, the telepathy thing, that's where I always think is like one of the darkest moral things. Because then can you ever have a real relationship with somebody? Because part of a relationship is revelation, right? Like I, you have to take back the veil. and sh So if you have that, I mean, can you ever, this is in the X-Men, right? Professor X is always having this moral dilemma of like how much to use his mental powers 
because it is it's it's violating. I mean, it really it, right, it, there's right. a, there's a sense in which it. So I it's, it's I think it's so interesting to think about what what ability or power do we think would enhance our lives or make us feel safer or make us feel more powerful or make us feel more attractive or adventurous or yeah i mean in some levels it's again i don't want to over spiritualize this but it you know there is a sense of i don't necessarily want to be god it's not quite full bone genesis 3 i just want to have a little bit of godlike powers yeah i mean I, I, in some levels to me we've created a comic book pantheon I mean, in some yeah, ways, absolutely, absolutely. I, think, I, I do think part of this is is a function of kind of post, uh, you know, post Christianity creating religious kind of sentiment. I mean, these people are always saving the world. You know, that's the fact. They're they're yeah. saving the world all the time and fighting evil. And so it it is kind of uh, there is a, there is always archetypes. I guess you could say every story has archetypes in it. But to me, it's part of this. Um, um, you know, you know, we do have human-like you know, humans with godlike power. I mean, whether it be Bruce Willis and Die Hard, who just can't die, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or uh, you know, the Bourne movies, mm -hmm. uh, Mission Impossible, which you just saw, uh, which I may go see. Uh, certainly, you know, the uh, what is the uh, why does James Bond continue to to work? You know, I think there's a and, and I think that the latest Bonds. Have worked the best, and I'm a, again. I see every James Bond film. I've seen them all. Like, but this is a heretical, probably. But I think Daniel Craig is a better Bond than Sean Connery. Some of it is he's got better films to make now, right? But some of it, it's the Batman factor. Like, it's Dan Daniel Craig's James Bond is one that doesn't seem superhuman. Like a lot of times, in fact, he seems like very. In some parts of who he is, very fragile. No, I agree. You know, it certainly is a much more sophisticated psychological portrayal. I mean, I think Sean Connery was the perfect Bond for the '60s. Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. And, uh, and and enjoy him immensely. Um, and in some levels, there is there is a bit of an evolution, if you would. There is a more human uh, category to this person who. <laughs> you know, uh, just has remarkably superhuman luck at at best uh, in terms of how he gets through things. Yeah, my fa I re my favorite Con Sean Connery line was in "Never Say Never Again" when he's older and they, they send him basically to like the fitness camp and Domino Seven, you're out of shape and you're yeah you all look at your health report, all these free radicals in your body. We've got to get rid of the free radicals and all you know the booze and cheese all stuff. So Money Penny says, "James, another mission? Yes, Money Penny." I'm going out to fight free radicals. <laughs> She's like, James! <laughs> but, yeah, I think it is something about, there is something about the, the, the hope of them, but I think we're more compelled when there's weakness. So, right. so there has to be weakness alongside the redemptive power or else, it should, this is again. This is the, what's what's such a, a a fatal flaw for Superman as a character. Even his fatal flaw is so campy. Like Kryptonite. Like it's this. It it's such a campy Achilles heel, as opposed to someone, you know, like Batman, who has this 
just deep seated trauma that right. is always or or Iron Man. I mean, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, right? There's this real struggle with self. With uh, right. in the last Avengers film, the 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 nemesis Ultron is this artificial intelligence that Tony Stark has created, and one of the characters, Scarlet Witch, says, "You can't." Ultron says he's going to be saving the world, but that by by saving it, he's going to basically wipe humans off of it, and it's going to be a new kind of life force. And he said he doesn't know the difference between saving the world and destroying it. Like Stark, where do you think he gets that from? Uh, <laughs> and uh, you do see that struggle. Well, maybe, and, that, and that's that's an interesting, interesting, maybe a final thing to think about in terms of, um, you know, we are created in the image of God. And so our most ancient mythologies have us, you know, thinking about gods and God-men and, and, you know, the combination, the intersection between the deity and humanity and, you know, different kinds of offspring of the, how the heroes were the offsprings of the gods. Um, and in some levels, it's a working out of, <laughs> if you would, the, you know, the, the offer in the garden. You know, yeah. you, get to, you get to be, you know, created in my image. And that's not enough. We we actually want to be God, and so we hold in our powers, you know, in our hands both the power for our salvation and the ultimate power of our destruction. And we literally hold that in our hands. Yeah. In 2015. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other interesting thing I think in closing that I think of going back to the Batman films in. In the Dark Knight Rises, the last one, it's very interesting because all the characters are looking for Bruce Wayne to be a to become human, right. and they're all asking, "Has he fallen in love? Has he?" And I love when Michael Keaton says, "You know, when you were gone, I would go take a holiday every year and go to a cafe, and I'd imagine seeing you with some woman and never coming back here." Right. And in, in the end. That beautiful scene where he's with with Selena Kyle, right, Catwoman, and and it's actually come through forgiveness. I mean, when he comes back and she's betrayed him, she's and he just looks at her and says, "I was a little disappointed." <laughs> There's this beautiful, merciful gaze on her, and it allows her to kind of reinvent who, like, maybe she can, and then she comes and saves him later. That she's able to attach in ways where she couldn't attach before, and that final scene where. They look free and happy, and, and Alfred sees them in the Italian coffee shop. And I think, really, it, the most redemptive stuff in life is often the ordinary. Like, like it's 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 the ordinary shot through with healing, like not the extraordinary sort of, you know, superpowers and things like that. Well, that's that's beautiful. Stay tuned for our next podcast. I'm more than a bird, I'm more than a plane I'm more than some pretty face beside a train And it's not easy to be me I wish that I could cry Fall upon my Sound absurd, but don't be naive. Even 
Me.